Hello, and welcome to the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur podcast. This is the podcast that teaches entrepreneurs how to start, grow, and sustain their businesses while handling all the emotional challenges life throws at them like a boss. Here's your host, Nancy Mensa, business and life coach, international speaker, and the founder of Triumphant Women Nonprofit Organization. Hey, hey, thanks for joining me on another episode of The Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. I am your host, Nancy Mensah. I have a wonderful guest today uh, with me on the show, and I have absolutely no doubt that you are going to love her. Not just that, but I'm just, I'm so excited to talk to her. I mean, I just love everything that she's doing, everything that she has done, and I cannot wait for her to share this with you um, and just even tell us more about herself. I mean, she has so much experience as an entrepreneur and so many fun facts about her that I just cannot wait for you guys to hear it. And so without further ado, please, please help me welcome uh, Ms. Janicia Laura to the show. Janicia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy, for having me on your show. Very, very appreciate. Oh, you're welcome. I am so excited to talk to you. And um, even today, the topic that you want to discuss is called the top digital branding tips and online trends for womanpreneurs. Now, I am so happy that we're going to discuss this because I honestly think this topic is part of the entrepreneurship survival skills <laughs> because you need uh, all this information uh, that Janesha is going to is going to present today, if you want to survive as an as a female entrepreneur um, in this era. So, please, without further ado, I am going to just give you the floor. First of all, though, please tell us about yourself. I want the audience to know who you are. Well, uh, first of all, uh, my name is Janisha, and I'm the founder of SoulRichWoman.com. Basically, what I do is we are in we help women to go from offline to online, helping them to craft their message so that they can stand out in the sea of sameness, so that they can get more clients online, and of course, learning how to delegate. So for me, I have a team of fabulous women who is supporting me and my business virtually. I'm also an outsourcing done-for-you strategist for women entrepreneurs who are sick of struggling to get everything on their to-do list done while still growing their businesses and income. I also used to run a cafe retail chain, uh, formerly an owner who ran this cafe retail chain in three countries. And we exited to a public listed company owner just recently. I keynote and travel speak. Uh, basically, I do speaking in more than 10 countries. I was former Miss Singapore in 2006 and 2011. I go cat woman with three fur kids at home. And I'm a paddy rescue scuba diver. Wow. How's that? <laughs> I, I, you sound like superwoman here. <laughs> yeah, because it's so fun. I mean, sometimes business is not just about business. It's all about also having um, another side of you. So I love the sea. I love the ocean. I love to, you know, to be a scuba diving. And I also love my, my cats. I, I'm a cat lover. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> I love my fur kids. Oh, and you have three of them? Yeah, three of them. Oh, that is awesome. I, I need to see pictures. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll send them some over later. 
<laughs> well, that is so much uh, wonderful information. I mean, you are Miss Singapore and the audience, she is very beautiful. Trust me. And you will see her picture once we post uh, this podcast, you'll see it. But, and not just that, but I, we're talking about this this morning. So uh, Janisha's hair is blue and I love, love, love that color. And, but I really also love the reason behind her hair color. Can you share that with us, please? First of all, I'm addicted to most things blue. Uh, uh, but most importantly, because I'm a personal brand strategist, and uh, in my years and uh, my years of my career, I realized that one of the things I've also written that in my book, I talk about this thing called a memorable hook. So when you meet people personally, or when you go online. Where everything is equal, that means, for example, your certifications are equal, you have certain experiences that are pretty much the same, you are a business owner, and online you have Facebook, Instagram, you're pro- probably on all the social media platforms. But what stands out for you and your audience? So for me, mm. I took on, when I first started, I took on perfume as one of the ways to let people to remember me when I meet them in person. But over time, of course, as we go online, people can't smell perfume over the internet. So I decided to go by colors. So one of the things that I decided to do um, is to dye my hair blue. And yeah. so when I go out on speaking engagements, uh, people don't really remember, you know, sometimes, yes, it's the content, but in, in, in image or what we call in terms of branding and online first impression is 55% is all about the visuals. 55% yes. is what they see, how, how was the first impression of you. And that is done within the first seven to 10 seconds. So for me, blue, so when I go out, I'm distinctively usually in blue, either my hair or some, some form of my outfit. Um, it could be blue or, or some form of accessory is blue. So that whole, whole look and feel is just like, you know, people will remember um, that memorable hook that you have for them to, oh, that speaker with the blue hair, oh, the lady who know who's gorgeous with this, and, and that's how you keep them going. Then after that, you open doors to what you say, which is your content. Yeah, and that's the next part of the um, first impression. And then subsequently is how you say it and what you say. So it's the body language and how you present yourself and then what you say eventually. Man, that is wow, wow, wow. And you know what? As simple as that may sound, that is something that may, a lot of us don't even take time to think about, you know, because just the fact that you talk about the memorable hook, you know, we all have Instagram, Facebook, all these different social medias. And sometimes the market can be so saturated in, in a particular industry. And so really we have to, and you're absolutely right. We have to think about what makes us memorable. What is that something about us that within the first seven to 10 seconds, someone can remember us by even before we open our mouth. And so that is, I mean, audience, this is so important. And we haven't even gone to the meat of today's topic yet. <laughs> yes. So, so it's 55% visual, 38% is speech and 7% is words. So a lot of time, a lot of the audience, you know, a lot of the business owners, they think, oh, you know, I have must have my best words written and everything. Yeah. But if you, when you meet people online and you present yourself, it's the visual that will hook them in first. Then you can share with them more what you have on the inside. 
Wow, that is very, very true. I mean, I'm I'm honestly just thinking about hmm, what else, what makes me memorable? And and please, even as you're listening to this, ladies, I want you to also think, you know, what makes you memorable? And if you haven't figured that out, hey, that is fine. I want you to take some time and we're all unique in our own way. So take some time and ask yourself as a female entrepreneur or even as a, as a male entrepreneur, because I, I do and I do know that we have some male listeners. Thank you. <laughs> so, but ask yourself really what makes you stand out. And if you haven't figured that out yet, that's fine. Take time and figure out what that is, because once you figure that out, trust me, you'll reach more people and you, and just you'll be able to even get more people um, on your side just by being memorable before you open your mouth, before your content comes out. Okay. Okay. Now uh, let's move on to today's topic. Cause I'm, I think I'm so excited. <laughs> um, now we have so much that we want to talk about and the, everything is going to center around top digital branding tips and online trends for women printers. So uh, Janisha, please tell me, why do you think this is important? Why do uh, entrepreneurs need to know this? I think, first of all, like I shared with you, now is to stand up. Where everything is equal, how can you become the red ap- apple among all the green apples or the green apple among all the red apples? How can you stand up? So the first thing, for us, first and foremost, is that you need to know how to attract and give value like crazy. Yes, you can have the best mm-hmm. design ever, but if you don't give value and you're just doing the hard selling, it's not going to work. We'll, we'll, me and my business partner were just talking about you know reaching out to the next generation, which is the strawberry generation or what we call the younger millennials, right? So when you want to reach out to these people, you need to know how to craft your messaging right and know how to give value like crazy. That means be uh, promoting transparency and trust in their whole experience for them. The other part is about bringing consistency to the table. When you're talking about your brand presence and everything else, it's all about being consistent so that when people come to you or to anywhere of your virtual asset or whether it's a physical asset, whether you have a shop online or offline, people will still want to create some sense of familiarity where, oh wow, this is a hook where they they will remember you about this, about that point, you know. The last part is all about looking into building your know, like, trust score. Now, this is something that is very um, interesting because if you are building an online authority, it takes some time. I mean, because like I said, now everybody is almost equal because anybody can have a website, a landing page, an email marketing tool. So then what's the difference, right? So the difference will be Mm -hmm. your messaging, building your know, like, trust core. Know, knowing you, knowing who you are, do you say what you deliver, over-promise, under-deliver, or are you under-promising or over-delivering? Secondly is Hmm. the trust, right? Uh, The like, whether they like you or not, whether you're likable or not. And you can't sell to everybody and not everybody will love you because if you want to be as lovable as possible to everybody, then you become a panda. Because in our Chinese culture, Hmm. you know, like panda or soft toys or bears, you know, if you want to be lovable, then go be a a soft toy, you know, let people hug you. But if you are in your own trade, you want to be in business and uh, transform your life, transform not just your own life, but your family's life. You need to know that people 
there will be a group of people who will like you and people who don't. You just have to accept that. Yeah. And, yeah. And also the last part is trust, right? So like I said, the trust score is very important. Like I shared a view earlier, it's all about that building that transparency and selling that trust, knowing that um, people can come to you. They know that they won't be buying something that they have not uh, bought. So whatever you're selling online, it must be clear of your, like for example, your refund policy, your customer service, you know, um, your response time, things like that create an experience for them. In a whole of the online thing, is there is this, also this effect uh, which is called the halos and horns effect. This one is pretty much for image, right? When we look at you, when you are giving them a very good experience or when you present yourself well online, visually and in your content, they people will have a tendency to have a halo effect about you. Halo as it is, is like, you know, it's like your angel. People will see you, uh, give you a prejudgment of knowing that, hey, maybe this person is much value at a higher price. Think about it. If you were to go, mm. think about a hotel, okay, a hotel experience. If you were to go to a five-star hotel, right, already you know that in your mind, okay, it's a five-star hotel. And you go there, you expect a five-star treatment. And that will sell is halo effect. Plus, you will receive the five-star treatment. How about if it's a three-star hotel selling a five-star experience but when you arrive, okay, at the hotel, it's a three-star experience. And that is a horns effect. Mm. Wow. I, <laughs> I am just really taken aback. And this is such great information um, of just creating a great customer experience and, and being able to show the customer what they should expect from your business. You know, and you you touched on a lot of things, um, even bringing consistency to the table, how to craft your message, um, how to attract and give value. And you're right, especially with this. Um, and this is the first time I've heard about uh, the term strawberry oh, yeah. generation. We, we call them the young generation when they are no longer, uh, because I have in my, because we serve in Soul Rich Woman, we serve um, business owners in beauty, wellness, fitness, and lifestyle traits. So I was, uh, we were actually in another conversation with a beauty business owner who ran, who who runs a chain of salons. So I was having a conversation with her, talking about her business, and she talks about how now she needs to transform the way they use to sell packages in a beauty salons, in her salon, where in the past, you know, when you walk into a salon, you need to, a beauty salon, you come in and then say, okay, would you like to buy package A? You know, uh, comes with 10 sessions of facials and then I will upsell you Z. IPL for underarm for X number of sessions. Plus, I will give you this at this total price of, let's say, $20,000. Okay, so this method no longer works for the young generation. And how can you translate this to the next generation of new consumer behavior that is buying online? Because some of the packages could be buying offline and buying online, right? Because if you have a steady, uh, open transparency and trust, people will naturally just want to come to you. So she was talking about transitioning from this generation of current buyers at a certain age, uh, transitioning to a younger age group and how the buyer-consumer behavior has changed and how they are repositioning themselves online 
to this group of what we call the strawberry generation or the millennials. Yeah. One thing was about managing customers' expectations and really selling transparency and trust where they, they know they know what you're providing and you say what you do, you say uh, with no hard selling and let them choose what they want to choose, things like that. That is a topic all in itself. And because I think, and you're right, and the next point here that you, you uh, we're going to talk about is having that one-size-fits-all communication approach. And sometimes we tend to not really understand who our audience are. And so if you come in with the wrong mindset without knowing who you're trying to reach or who uh, your audience um, are, then you, you tend to risk just that one size fits all and and giving the um the right people the wrong product just like what you just described you know especially with this young generation so let's talk about that let's talk about the importance of identifying your target audience and focusing on communicating to them instead of the well, one identi- size fits identifying all. target audience the two key problems my community in soulrichwoman.com always face is that they will say Oh, mm-hmm. my product is from targeting 18 years old to 45 years old. And another person will say, well, my mm. product is targeting 25 years old to 55 years old. So I always ask them the same thing. When you are targeting such a big age group, then sell to everybody, yeah. sell to nobody because someone who is 25 years old versus somebody who is 45 years old has different beauty needs or different wellness needs, or different yeah. lifestyle needs. So when we look at this thing, crafting and crafting your own market segment, each group should always be narrowed mm-hmm. down between 5 to 10 years maximum. 5 to 10 years. Then within the 5 to 10 years, you identify a persona, or what we call an avatar. But I find that this is also... Um, too generic. So let me give you an example. So in our trade, we look into, let's say, a beauty salon that has uh, a target customer of 25 to 45 years old. And we are looking at someone who is a busy executive who wants to, who has got high spending power. Okay. So you think about this person, describe as though she is your best friend. So her name is Alice and she earns about $5,000 to $8,000 a month. You know, she has no kids and she loves to travel. You know, looking good and feeling great about herself is something that she values. She loves reading her world, Cleo, Cosmopolitan, sometimes even taking a peek at what's what's going on, on at Prestige and Tetler to have a look and feel of what the high people up there are doing. So looking at this profile of um, Alice, okay? So who, how are you going to craft your messaging or the landing page or your that, that one particular website or the services are you going to craft for her, right? So look at this one person because speak to one, speak to many. Because there'll be many yeah. Alice out there for you yeah. to reach out to. So if you focus on that, that will be interesting. Now, the second part about what is the second problem that my community always face, they always have a fixed marketing budget. I believe you, the, the audience, audience here listening right now to me, you probably agree with that. You probably have like $1,000, $5,000, $8,000 a month doing your own marketing. But my question is, if today you only have $1,000 to do to do your marketing, where would you put your marketing? All right. 
where would you put your marketing? Mm. Do you want just want to put as many eggs in different baskets? Or would you like to uh, be a little bit more focused to see what is the metrics and results of focusing in that particular um, target segment? And then from there, you tweak. Because some business owners, when they are first starting out, they don't have like marketing budget of a very big chain uh, business owner. So you need to look at where is a projection. Okay, I'm going a little bit to money a little bit here, but look at your projection. I mean, are you able to sustain uh, with those marketing budget and reach out to those people to test if you can, uh, is it correct? Is it is your messaging correct? Are they buying from you? If they're not buying from you, why are they not buying from you? Because you need time to actually master your communication online with your audience. That is key because the I, I believe that one social media um, this the the world is so busy and it's easy to get lost in there if you don't have the right communication or you you like you said putting your eggs in one basket um, and you've not truly truly mastered your communication and you're absolutely right it does take time to master your communication it does take time to learn about your true, true audience that can help uh, grow your business. And so even as you listen uh, out there today, I mean, this is so much information uh, that Janisha is sharing and you have to literally go back, do what I'm doing right now and just take notes. And I know at the end, uh, you also tell us about even how um, the audience can, can come to you for help because everything that you're sharing is really vital to success as an entrepreneur, if if you really want to make it, if this is something that you feel that you need as an entrepreneur, then this is something that we all have to learn without wasting so much time anymore, without spending so much money, reaching the wrong people, and then ending up getting frustrated and thinking that, oh, this entrepreneurship doesn't work. It works. If it's working for one person, it's going to work for you, but you have to know how to apply the right items, the right principles, the right strategies and systems and processes to be able to get there. Um, so but, but, but thank you but for let that. Let me just now, add on one more point and uh, see. I think a lot of the women, uh, when we share about targeting the audience, sometimes they don't, they have a lot of self-doubt and limiting belief. So I just want to encourage you who is listening right now, just believe that Whoever that you want to reach out to, there are many women or men out there who need your help, your support, and to hear your message. Don't yeah. think that there is because someone else is already doing what you're doing or you can't do what she's doing or you can't do what he's doing. Hey, you know what? There is a million of souls out there, billions of souls out there. You just need to know how to present yourself, have the confidence to know that there are many women out there or people out there who needs your help, who needs your support and hear your message. So I want you to write this down, put it on your wall, put it on your handphone and tell yourself that nothing is impossible and that when you hustle, when you hustle enough, people will hear you. Nothing is impossible. And when you hustle enough, people will hear you. I love it. And you know what? Uh, thank you so much for bringing that up because I talk to so many women that feel that someone is already doing what they want to do. So they give up or they feel that the market is too saturated for what they're trying to do. So they give up or they feel that they don't have enough experience, enough money, enough this. I mean, and I think that really as women, 
we, sometimes we look down on ourselves even faster than the world looks down on us. And so we always, and, you, and you're right, we always have these limiting beliefs about everything, you know, and, and honestly, really nothing is impossible. There is someone out there, and I always tell people, I'm not Oprah, I'm not uh, Lisa Nichols, but I, there is someone out there that is oh, waiting yes. for me to show up. And so there is someone out there who will not listen to Oprah, but they will listen to your voice. There is someone out there who, you know, the most successful entrepreneur out there may, may not be able to reach, but they are waiting for you and, you and your unique abilities, your unique message and your unique personality to show up. And so if you give up, if you have these limiting beliefs and you don't believe in yourself and you tell yourself that you cannot do something, then guess what? You have no idea the millions of lives out there that you are affecting because you threw in the towel. Do not throw in the towel, ladies. Please, please, please believe in yourself. Nothing is impossible. If you want to be successful, that is a choice. You can be successful. And so uh, now let's talk about having a good presence across social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, so many out there. Um, first of all, tell me, uh, at least in your experience, um, which of these social media platforms would you say a, a brand new entrepreneur needs to be part of? And then how do we have a good presence? First of all, online? there are many platforms out there um, that you can choose to be on. I think at the end of the day, don't start one and then leave it like a house mm-hmm. empty full of cobwebs, rats, mm-hmm. cockroaches, mosquitoes. Just think about it. If you start a social media and not be able to sustain it or, or be there to welcome your guest, then, you know... The people nowadays are very savvy online. Or people may not be as savvy. They just go to Google and they find this YouTube channel with only 10 views and um, a few videos that's not so appetizing. Another video that's only 20 views. What would people think about you? Even though you could be the most credible, most certified, most amazing woman or, you know, with a business to offer, with a service, a product to offer. But, that doesn't do justice, right? Because you left it there to die. So, so when you want to have a social media, say a Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, whatever the case, okay, apply this rule and always remember this rule. Write it down now, okay? Which is you must make it like you welcome your guest all the time. When they land on your social media, mm. they feel like, wow, you're there. You're so warm, so, so, so beautiful, so kind. You know, let them feel the, the qualities you want them to feel of, about you as a person or as a company or as a brand. So another p- positive example will be, Let's say if I land on your Instagram today, um, by looking at your Instagram stories, by looking at your highlights, will I be able to tell what are some of the services you offer? Or will I be able to see what are some of the behind the scenes stuff that uh, pick some interest, you know? Because let's say an Instagram account uh, now, you know, with all so much changes and every day is changing. You know, if you are just only posting an image a day, but you're not working on your stories, you're not looking into your highlights, then then you are not making full use of an of a, of the platform, right? So that's why when I said you want to do a platform, choose 
to be one on one or two or three and then be really super good at it rather than be everywhere and then you have no way to maintain it and people, when they land on your Pinterest or they land on your YouTube and then they're like, okay, you know, that's just, you know, it's just like bleh. So, so that affects your overall experience of your brand. Then, yeah. then, then the next question will be, but Janisha, wow. um, how about, you know, what if I want to capture the audience from Pinterest? I want more leads from Pinterest. Then leave, eat and breathe Pinterest because then it will give the impact, right? Yes. Wow. Now, that's something, uh, I mean, that's the question in itself. What does your social media tell us about you? And I think sometimes we all get so much into wanting to be on every single social media platform that, and, and that we end up not being great at any one of them. Um, and so you're, I, you're right. I didn't even think about it in this terms, but just thinking about it as if, if this was your home and someone was coming into your home, would you want to welcome them in? Would you even be home? And so when you have a, a, a social media platform that you don't do anything, you don't post anything, there's nothing happening there. It's almost like inviting yeah. someone to come to your home, but you're not there. You know, that's such a, a great way to look at it. Therefore, if you want to succeed on social media, you don't have to be a jack of all trades, but you have to one, and I believe you agree with me, one, you have to learn um, the different methods for each single social media and how it works and how it can make you successful and make you uh, give more value to your audience with whatever you put out there. Can you tell us more um, okay, about, to about give value giving value online, online? It's simple, which is what are you really good at? You know, a lot of times people's okay let me share the struggles first a lot of the women that we work with in beauty wellness fitness and lifestyle industries they always feel like for example a nutritionist in our platform a member of so rich woman she will often say that well i'm a nutritionist if i share my 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 tips and advice online then people will not buy from me people will not come to for consultation uh to to my will not will not book my time for consultation why would i want to give free then I ask her the same question. You are giving free, mm. you are giving value online in a either ebook, a, a, a video series, or live shows online. But it's general. Whoever who listens in thinks that you are talking about, for example, gut health, and you are really good in talking about improving gut health, digestive system, what are the best fruits to eat. But it's not tailored to the one person who's listening to you. So could it be that when Someone listens that, wow, after a, a few series that they follow you on your Facebook Live, say, for example, and they feel that, wow, you're really someone that can serve my needs, who seems like a very approachable person. You are basically creating this know-like-trust score over a period of time because, hey, you have consistency, you show up, you know, you know that you are reaching out to somebody who needs to hear the message. And because of that, it shrinks down to this one thing. How can you personalize the experience for them? Therefore, they will come to you because they know that you fulfill that consistency, that know, like, trust score, and then it converts them into your customers. That's good. That's good. Now, what if you can give us uh, an example? If you, were, if you were telling a woman or an audience today, about how to be successful on, and let's choose one. Let's choose uh, Instagram. 
what would you tell them to do daily on Instagram uh, to want to give value, to First have the all, right content in and what to you reach have to the say. right people? Because a lot of the women, they whenever they, they write something, they say, oh, no, 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 no. I don't think this is good enough. Oh, no, 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 no. I think I need, I, I'm not as good as this person or that person. So believe in what you have to say, what you are going to say. So believe in yourself. Believe in what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the second thing to work on is to work on your stories. All right. So maybe show them behind the scenes some of the things that you want to do. Plan out your day. There's no need to just um, force yourself into it. I would say ease yourself into it. Tell yourself maybe one time in the morning, one time in the afternoon, one time in the evening. Find something interesting to talk about it to show you as a person. The other one you want to work on is your highlights. Highlights is uh, what we call like the, the round circles at the top, you want to show also what resources that you have that they can have easily access to. Because people these days, I don't know if you know this trend of buying immediately. Like I want to buy on, on social media right now, like Instagram shopping or Facebook shopping, Facebook marketplace. You want to have a place for let, to let people shop or let people buy. So whether you are having a service or product, you want to be able to show in the highlights, in the circles at the top of those um, images or, or the usual posting area, you can see those circles at the top. Now let them have some things to look at so that it's easy for your audience to, you know, they don't have to just go to a website. To, to find a thing. How about then? Then so let them experience you at a closeness. Um, that's that's what another thing. The last one is perhaps to look into short Instagram um live live shows that you might want to do as you build your credibility and expert leadership. Yeah. So these are the few things that you might want to look into. So overall, just choose one and get into it. That's good. And I like even what you started with when you said, first of all, believe in what you have to put out there. Because how can the world believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? And people can tell, trust me, even online, people can tell when you're not really confident in what you're telling them or when you're not confident in your own content, you know, and yes, none of us are perfect. You're not always going to get something right the first time, the second or third time, but there is something that comes when you have so much confidence in what you're putting out there for people to to do or to listen to or to hear. And with that confidence also comes um, even the success part because people are going to are gonna flock to you <laughs> or they're going to be more attracted to you when you're confident and you're giving them the right value. Because at the end of yeah. the day, yeah. if you were to maybe do one Instagram stories and then wait three weeks later to do another one, I don't think you'll be able to find anybody to to buy from you or to know you. You're absolutely right. And and that is a big keyword is consistency. Now, in your experience, why do you think people are not consistent, especially with entrepreneurs? Why do because you think they're not very consistent? Hard. It's difficult um, to be online. consistent because there's always excuses. And because if it's not scheduled, it's not real. So consistency is all about scheduling. It's about mm-hmm. putting into your mm-hmm. schedule and say, okay, I will do this at this time. But because we are entrepreneurs, we control our own time. We have nobody to report to. We report to our own, our own. So we don't have a boss, right? So yeah. 
That's why a lot of entrepreneurs are not successful. Look at the cons- yeah. look at the successful ones. What do they do every day? They sleep early. They wake up on early. They, they at this time they do certain things. You know, for online entrepreneurs to be successful, do you open shop every day? It's the same because I run a cafe retail chain in Singapore, Malaysia, and Indonesia. We have seven outlets and we're in three countries. It's like retail business. You need to open your shop, right? If not, how would there be customers? So same thing is like if you want to open a shop online, you have to be, doesn't mean that you are not there. People can't see you. There's no physical customers walking in, but your hours spent should be, are you recording a podcast today? Are you doing a Facebook Live? Are you doing a webinar? Are you looking into um, uploading listings, new products for your website, e-commerce website? Are you looking into crafting your content for the next three months? You know, things like that. What is your everyday task or everyday to-do actionables that shows that you have opened your shop so that you are consistent to reach out to them regardless whether, you know, the time and the season. I like what you said there and which kind of summarizes um, even everything that you just you just shared if, with that topic is if you don't schedule something, it doesn't exist. And you're right. Uh, we, we all love the title of, hey, I am my own boss. I am the CEO of my own business. That sounds great. But in, 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 in the CEOs out there who are not entrepreneurs, for, uh, for example, they have people to schedule, to put things on their calendar. But as an entrepreneur, if you have no one to be accountable to, then really you have to be accountable to yourself if you want to succeed. So if you're looking to do something, if you're looking to plan at something out there or to be successful on social media, you have to put things, it doesn't matter how minute it is, you have to put things on your calendar. We equip our business owners is the power of delegation and the power of outsourcing because the, the CEO or the entrepreneur or boss babes or lady boss, they themselves don't know. They do everything themselves and they get themselves so busy and they don't know how to grow. And And every day they say, I'm so tired. And because yeah. of that, they forget the rule of online. Okay, you do an online business, whether you're offering beauty services or products or, or whatever, coaching services, is operations, 80% is sales and marketing. Remember that. (laughs) It's the same. This rule doesn't change. 80% is still marketing and reaching out to new customers and generating leads. And, you know, that's why for me, I have a team of 11 fabulous women who support me and my business virtually. So I can be in any part of Southeast Asia. I could be in Thailand. I could be in Malaysia or I was in Vietnam for two two to three months. I could have a team. I'm accountable to my team and my, my team accounts to me. And I use a project management tool to manage all these things so that I'm online and in time and on track. Be accountable so that you can be consistent and therefore you can be successful. Wow, 80% sales and marketing and 20% operations. Now, what would you tell a woman who, um, or an entrepreneur who just started and they do not have uh, help, you know, they do not have someone around them that they can delegate information to or Well, for a new entrepreneur, to, for you who is listening in, I think 
at any start of any business is to find a mentor because regardless where you can whether you want to delegate or you have resources to delegate or not that's the least of the problem when you don't even know what to do right at the beginning so find a mentor so now the thing is how do you find a mentor first find a mentor whom you can respect because a lot of times when we find a mentor out of adoration we may not necessarily mm-hmm. be able to respect the person because a lot of times the person becomes like our mother or becomes like our father and it becomes like one year in one year out so you're not really listening so find somebody whom you can respect the second thing is to find somebody whom you can connect with connect with that means when the person share with you you know you sing with the person you kind of get the gist instead of having to what did the person just say oh i don't really understand you and when that happens you know the mentoring process is not going to work last but not least find the outcomes of the mentor whom no. you want for example the direct outcomes will be there are two types of outcomes one is a direct outcome and an indirect outcome for example if you find me as a mentor i'm a personal brand strategist so you come to me because of a direct result of the skill set mm-hmm. that i have the indirect outcome will be I have a community of 11,000 yeah. uh, female entrepreneurs across Southeast Asia and you want to break into the market of Southeast Asia. So that is the indirect uh, outcome of the mentor that you may be interested in because it's not because of what I can do. It's more of the result I've produced over a period of time. Wow, that is a great way to, to look for a mentor. And you're absolutely right. Sometimes we look for people that we just adore. Yes. Or, and But then there's really no true relationship. And so if you're looking for a mentor out there, don't just look for people that you like, people that you, you, you follow on, but what can they bring to the table and what can you bring to the table with this mentor? Because it's, it's basically give and take. And so if you're going to have the right mentor, someone to guide you the right way, well, first of all, you're right. You have to ask yourself, what do I want to achieve? Because if you know what you're going to achieve, then you can definitely look for the the right mentor that can help you get there. And so, uh, like you said, if you're looking for a brand strategist, then, uh, or even looking for a way to break into the Southeast Asia market, I wouldn't go anywhere else. I'll definitely come to you because I know your track record and I've seen what you've done and I've seen the success. Therefore, why not? Why would you, not, you know, you definitely be the right mentor for that. And so as you're listening, guys, don't just pick someone because they're your friend, because they're your mom's friend, because you went to school together, because they liked your Instagram post. Pick someone that can help you on this journey. Because if not, then you you will be frustrated. And uh, hey, I've been there myself where I just pick people because someone said, pick them. <laughs> and after spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars uh, on these people, you, you find out that there is absolutely no relationship. There's no relationship and you get frustrated. Now, my... Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Um, I feel like I'm just going to go back and <laughs> listen to this over and over and over again myself. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> let me see. I, I want to ask you what, one last question here. Um, and I know it's late on your end. Um, you said here to find an online community or business, business network where you can find like-minded people. A lot of times, a lot of entrepreneurs are alone or whether you want to transform your life or transform your business, you're alone. So find a network of like-minded women or guys, okay, so that you can support each other. So like Soul Rich Woman, 
we help women to go from offline to online. Our tagline is for women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and um, financial independence. Alone, you are strong. Together, we are unstoppable. So when so when you are together, you can do yes. much greater things yes. than being alone. So just come together as one and work together. Uh, work together towards the goals that you desire to achieve. That's good. That's good. And and you're right. No one is an island. If you are an entrepreneur out there and you think you're an, an island, you're gonna be a very very <laughs> lonely and un, yeah. unsatisfied island. You don't know everything. I don't know everything. Everything you're sharing with me is such great information that I can use myself. And so you have to have people around you who have something that you want, and 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 um and you have something that they want as well. So I think you're right about finding that online community. A lot of girls that I know, of women that I know, face is they join too many groups. They join like 50, 100 groups. Mm-hmm. You ask me, choose three to mm-hmm. five that you can resonate with and then go in, look at their group rules and give, uh, kind of like contribute. Instead of just posting what you want to sell and what you're all about, go in and contribute and help a few people here and there to show authority and expertise. So I think Facebook groups are a good way to start. And like I said, choose something that um, that is re- relevant to your to your skills or to your trade. Like I used to be in groups where when I was first starting out five years ago, I was in yeah. uh, some of the big-time gurus in US, some of the groups, but I found it too big. Because there, there are thousands and thousands of people inside, and sometimes you get lost amongst all the discussions. So I break out of those big groups. I go into smaller groups with only a few thousand people or a few hundred people, where we have a bit more attention amongst each other. And then later on, I start to diversify into specific needs. So, for example, I go into groups where I am actually right now in the trend of virtual assistant because I'm actually building my VA team. So I go, I'm go. i joining a lot of uh, virtual assistant uh, groups because I want to understand mm-hmm. how VA function. To better understand your team, you have to go on the underground to understand how these people function, you see. So so that's why I'm, I'm joining these groups. So you need to know what is your needs and what is your criteria. And it's okay sometimes you outgrow the group and you move on to another. There's no... Uh, you know, there's not like, oh, you know, I'm so sad. I'm going to leave this group because it's forever. Yeah, but there's, there's, there's no such thing as forever. At the end of the day, it's wherever they serve your need. As long as you contribute, you give. As long as you give first, I believe that you will also receive. You know, I mean, that is just the universal rule. If you, if you give, you will receive. And um, really, you just have to be intentional. I think that's what it boils down to, being intentional about the groups that you want to join, being intentional about the information you're looking for, and even what you can give out there. Now, uh, Janesha, can you please tell us um, where can people find you? S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H. W O M A N dot com, soulrichwoman dot com. Nancy, yeah, because I have learned over the last five years being an online entrepreneur is that if you give them too many handles, if you give your audience and and clients too many handles to uh-huh. follow with different spelling and different names, 
I can tell you, people get confused. So one thing I learned is consolidation. So I kind of, um, whether people looking for me or Soul Rich Woman or whatever, I just bring everybody to one place so that from there, they will be able to find me from there. Thank you so much for even being uh, my guest today. I know that audience will love everything that you have to share. And so thank you so much. And audience, thanks for listening to this. Uh, You know, once again, don't forget to share this podcast with friends, with families, yeah, thank you and, very much, and anyone else out there. And thank you so much for joining me today, Janisha. We will talk soon. And everyone, thank you so much. And until next time, bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a raving review, subscribe, share, and send me your questions. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at www.triumphantwoman.org. Join your host, Nancy Mensa, and a surprise guest every week for another episode from the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur.